Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This is the Mutual Audio Network. Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. The following audio theater is rated ADG for general audiences. In the distant reaches of space, a lone ship plunges deep into the unknown. Her crew... Reg McCorum, ship's captain. Granier Kachoa, pilot. Shen Enling, ship's doctor. Gornar, engineer. Aiden Vosky, mechanic. Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Rogue Tiger. Tonight's episode, Uninvited Guests. So, Granya. Endling tells me it's as if you never had a concussion. I wouldn't go that far. I definitely remember the missile hit, and that's not an experience I want to repeat. But all the cuts. I'd have a scar from that tear you had on your forehead, and now it's as smooth as when I met you. Aiden, I'm sure Endling told you that my race bounces back pretty well. Good for me, too. If she pulls more stunts like she did two days ago, I can't rely on her being around. She saved our hides, the captain and me. Yes, well, I still think she should have had more sense than either of you two. The captain has a built-in death wish, and you're only too happy to follow him. I wouldn't say that... Hang on, then what are you doing? I'm healing well, remember? I'm also not going out looking for trouble. It's safe here on the bridge. Apart from the random missile hit. Yes, well, fool me once and all that. Besides, we're putting some breathing room between us and Flat Rock. And everyone else in civilized space, it seems. I'm glad you're paying attention to the charts. You should always be aware of your surroundings. We're not strictly into uncharted territory, but certainly far off the beaten path. And how are we all this morning? On course and making good time, Captain. 39 light years from Flat Rock, angled 30 degrees spinward and 65 degrees from vertical... Uh, you know... Galactic True North? And Grania's been teaching you astrogation, I see. Good student. Makes me proud. Excellent. Ready for the next jump? You're not wasting any time this morning, are you? Could be a big day ahead of us. Wait, we're going somewhere specific. I thought we were just getting away from the heat and off of the train route. Oh, we're far away from the troubles at Flat Rock, but why run aimlessly when you can run somewhere? Here we are. The star is Rusan, according to the charts. None of the asteroids are big enough to have a name. Or perhaps prospectors weren't creative. It's... so vast. It's pretty much the whole system. Barren rocks as far as the eye can see, though hopefully some riches in between. Ah, so here is somewhere. I got a tip before we left port at Flat Rock. There was a courier headed their way that was overdue. Grania did some investigating, and they might have come through this system to avoid attention. But you mentioned prospectors. Wouldn't they have seen the ship? This system falls in and out of favor as mining territory every standard decade or so. But the last time, there was a little disagreement among two of the great houses. My guess is they left with minerals, but 
left some mines. When you say mines, the exploding kind. Okay. So if you're saying the ship might have run into a minefield, how safe are we? Like I said, always know your surroundings. Fool me once. Rest easy. Over the last 40 cycles, there have only been seven types of mines used in this system. We know what to look for. I'm sure that's what the courier said. Ah, but we also know where to look. Those are all the minefields? Hang on. If I'm reading this right, there's at least three different houses who laid these mines. How did you get maps of all of them? Our old friend Vic Ratha. Vic? He seemed kind of, well, not cheap, but, you know, business-focused. Oh, when he found out about Harden and how he could feed disinformation to the Xenocrity cartel, he was elated. This was a going-away present. I have a reading on a ship. Can we get a magnification? I think so. Here. Ah, that's our girl. That's a courier? It looks as big as the tiger, and some of that ornamentation, what would you call it? Not to my taste. It's more like a yacht. Wide through the middle, smaller engines. Rania, can you get us in closer? It'd be best to make a pinpoint jump to avoid that minefield they hit. Take us in. All right, we're moving less than a light second. You make it seem easy. Excellent. Are you getting any activity from her? To be honest, we were lucky to find her. I was searching around the edges of the minefield and spotted that shape. Certainly no asteroid. Exactly. Smooth lines. I wouldn't be surprised if this is used by nobility. Nobility? Like one of the royal houses? It may be a yacht, more used to sailing in the core systems. Hmm. Keep station here for a second. The damage on the port side? Yes, that's where at least one mine hit. But would that have knocked out communications? I'm surprised there was no distress signal. They probably turned it off. See there? That indentation? An escape pod? Or a shuttle. I think our crew took their time evacuating. I had been wondering about that. If it's an escape pod, it can't have gone far, but I'm not scanning it. We can do another sweep for it after we know what we're looking for. Bring us around to the docking collar. Will do, Captain. Tormar, Doctor, we have a salvage job on our hands. Please be ready at the airlock in ten minutes. How about you join the maiden? Tormar will need a hand. Um, you're sure no one's on that ship, right? Enling will have her med kit just in case. I meant... Uh, never mind. So, in, ready for the next adventure? Hey, Enling. I don't know. You sure look ready. Mysterious wreck in the middle of a mine-laden asteroid field. What's not to like? The mines, for a start. I trust Grania. And they may not have told you, but we have a map of all the minefields in the area. Yeah, the captain showed me. That's good. Say, Aiden, has the captain talked to you about what happened back on Flat Rock? You mean his connections to the Xenocrity cartel? Yeah. He said it was a long story. Two bottles worth of your Gao Liang. Huh. <laughs> Better hope that this wreck has some stores of it. I'm almost out, and I didn't have time to resupply on Flat Rock. Here. Put this pressure suit on. Isn't there going to be atmosphere over there? Standard precaution. By the way, where's Tormar? Putting on his own pressure suit. Oh yeah, I guess these two-legged ones wouldn't fit. The last time I saw him try, I nearly died. He's kind of self-conscious, even with his own suit, so he's probably putting it on in private. So, wait, does it actually have enough sleeves for all of his, um, 
I haven't felt comfortable asking him. Does he call them tentacles or arms? Arms. Definitely don't say tentacle. There's a story about Tormar and this Batori squid that... Well, that's another long story. More Galiang? We gotta find some over there. Stories are backing up. Speaking of backup, uh, I see you have a blaster. Another standard precaution. So, can I get one? You will not need a blaster, Mechanic Mosky. Ah, yeah, Tormar, all suited up, I see. Do you need me to check the pressure seals? In a moment. Thank you, Doctor. First, I must instruct you both in the proper procedures for this salvage mission. Excuse me? If I am not in error, young Mechanic Vosky has not partaken of such a mission. That's true. So? So, I am in charge. What? The captain told me to lead this mission. This is about denting the skimmer during the rescue on Flat Rock, isn't it? Did the captain say saving his hide was too dangerous? You may ask later. First, attend carefully. Your Mark III pressure suit has... You know, Captain, since you've decided he's more useful to you alive... I do wish you'd stop trying to get Aiden killed. If that were true, would I be sending Tormar and Enling over as well? Bosky's a gift of the fates, Grania. We're lucky to have him, and he's happy to be away from his backwater home. That's true, but he wasn't just trying to leave. He wants to get somewhere as well. What do you mean? I don't know yet, but have you noticed how he carries himself? Too young to have been in military service, and yet... Have you noticed how he snaps to attention whenever you give orders? Can't say I have. That's because you're all too happy to have a crew member do that. One of his parents was military. Maybe that's why he told me he didn't want to join the Imp Navy. Maybe. But I suppose you'd say he's on a quest. We all are, uh, except for maybe you. A human attitude. Some species know how to be content. All right, we've been indoctrinated. Can we start this party? The mission briefing has been completed, and we are ready to cycle the airlock, Captain. Mission briefing? I'll explain later. All right, Tormar, everyone, take your time and be careful. Just because it looks like a simple courier doesn't mean there can't be nasty surprises. Dr. Shen, are you ready? Yes, Tormar. Again, Kwoski. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. Pardon? I'm ready. I am cycling the airlock now. Pressure is acceptable. I am opening the airlock. First, I shall go. Then the doctor. Then Vosky. You're the boss. Good. We can now close and cycle this airlock. And now the other door. Sequence. The suspense is killing me. Complacency may oblige you. Come. Well, well. Appearances do deceive. I would not have guessed this vessel to have a cargo hold of this size, nor in this location. Yeah, it really is bigger on the inside than you'd think. Mechanic Wosky, please close the airlock. Doctor, is the air acceptable? Let me get some readings. Airlock is secure. And our air should be clean. We have air? Yep. Proper mixture of gases for oxygen-nitrogen lovers. 
Proper air pressure, temperature's not too cold, and the test scrubbers didn't come back with any toxins. It's garden variety air. But I thought the main engines were offline. What's powering the ventilation? The system must be running on reserve power. Well, let's not waste our suit's reserves, then. So long as you approve, Tomar. I concur with your assessment. All right. You're not turning an adverse color. Thanks for checking. Hmm. Somewhat metallic. Bosky, use the tab on your right. I got it. You were just nervous about what would happen to us, weren't you? Well, this is another in the long list of things I've never done before. Vosky, since you are limited to only two arms, hook your helmet on the back of your suit there. Oh, thanks, Tormar. Nothing worse than losing your helmet when you need to make tracks. Speaking of which, shall we start exploring? First, protocol dictates we contact the ship. This is going to be a long day. Tiger, this is Tormar. Do you read? Tiger here, Tormar. Everything okay on your end? We are in what appears to be a cargo hold. It is most unusual. I have to agree. Grania, do your scans show anything? No. I read a faint power source, which is probably reserve batteries. She's also got some shielding, so we can't get detailed scans of the inside. What are you seeing, Tormar? There were Bartori parts in the airlock, Captain. But she is not Bartori built. So... Someone wanted to spend on quality Batori parts, but wanted to do some customizing. My assessment is that this ship is a royal courier. Hmm, big time. Any signs of which house? Is the name Sahaya a clue? Where do you see that? It's on the spare pressure suits next to the airlock. Captain, did you hear that? Yes, Sahaya probably means CTs. CTs? House Clark Timurin. As you said, Enling, big time. Did you guys know about this? All we knew was that there might be a courier out here. All right, everyone, this doesn't change the drill. Check her bow, check her belly, look for shiny things, look out for shiny traps. We will check in within 30 minutes, Captain, regardless of our finding. Sounds good. Tiger out. Shiny traps? No, he's saying that mainly to scare you. There's likely nothing here, said the person with the blaster. Are you apprehensive, Mechanic Bosky? Maybe you've seen too many trivids of ghost ships. Hey, I'm just being cautious. I mean, something could be here. Even with shielding, we should detect life forms this close. Well, what if we don't? That is unlikely. That is what makes it frightening. Well, all the more reason to get control of the ship. Agreed, Doctor. Please, go to the bridge and check on the logs and manifest. Will do. And I suppose you two will start in the engine room? Correct. Perhaps we can tap into the main power if the damage is not severe. So we're splitting up? Relax, Aiden. If there is something aboard that isn't on our scans, you can be sure of one thing. What's that? It won't be nice. If I find any Gao Liang, I'm not sharing. Come. By the layout we know, the engine room should be in this direction. So what can you tell me about the house of Clark Timran? Growing up on Hopsalu, I mainly learned about the houses of Kalmar and Malda. They are still predominantly run by humans. How much difference can there be? Captain, I believe we have another craft nearby. I wondered if something would turn up. Is it a shuttle or escape pod from the courier? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the sensors picked up a jump. How many escape pods have FTL? Depending on the pedigree of this boat, 
It's possible, but point taken. You have a fix on it? There's plenty of rocks in here, but... Wait, it just jumped again. Is it correctional? Are they still in system? Looks like it. These aren't amateurs. They've just jumped again. Where are they? Closer. Captain, they're avoiding the minefields too well for me to think it's coincidence. So, we have competition for the salvage. I don't think random scavengers would avoid the minefield so expertly. It might even be a rescue craft. If it is a royal courier, that'll be a warship, and they won't be happy to see us either. I'm bringing the missiles online. How much maneuvering room do we have? Not much. There's a thick minefield to port, and we can't go too far aft before... Captain, they just jumped three spatials from the courier. They're way too good for my liking. Detach from the docking collar, and let's get some eyes on target. I'm easing her up over the line of the courier. Let's try and not get into a fight, okay? We need to get our crew back before we can do that. The visitor should be in sight now. If it's a warship, I'll... Well, I'll be. It's the Silver Star. A warship might have been better. Don't you malign my old ship now. She looks magnificent. Like she just came out of the shipyard. It's not the ship I'm worried about. We should be. I hear they have beam weapons. You know what I mean. And on cue. My guess is Sylvia wants to chat. Of course she does. Do we want to ignore her? Stall for time? No. Put her on. Let me find out what they're up to. You're on. Well, well, Captain Sylvia Malabar. What brings you to this corner of completely barren space? Not so empty, Captain McCorum. Look at all these wonderful asteroids laden with minerals. We're simply here for some honest prospecting. I don't remember any mining lasers on the Silver Star. Have you been upgrading her on me? Oh, we've got all sorts of new bells and whistles, Reg. It helps to have a captain who knows how to take on a job and see it through. No matter what gets broken along the way? I seem to recall you decided to break some things, Captain. A rather important bond, one might say. One might say it was already broken. Not Darius. And you? Hey, I got a ship out of it. Well, why don't you go enjoy it and leave me and my ship in peace? Because you're greedy, Reg. You've got two ships there, and you don't look like you're sharing. I thought you were prospecting. You're welcome to any rocks in these parts. We won't tell. Oh, but what is a ship like the one you're searching but a big artificial rock? Won't your ship be nothing but a floating rock if a stray missile were to take out its engines? What do you want, Sylvia? I want your boys to play nice with my boys. Better yet, I want you all to find a new sandbox. Let me get back to you on that. Transmission cut. Put the wreck courier between us and the Silver Star and get Enling and the others on the wireless. What's up? What was all the artificial rock business? Being nasty to us was just a fun diversion for her. She sent a boarding party to the courier already, and if we don't warn our boys about hers, they could wind up dead. How much longer do you think we can sit here, Captain? She knows we're going to try something. Patience, Grania. We have to give Tormar and the others time to make it to the airlock. I shouldn't have had us decouple from the docking collar. If you hadn't, we wouldn't have had the maneuverability we have now. And our boys sounded okay when they heard about the boarding party. That's because Enling watched too many space operas in her formative years. At least the Silver Star doesn't appear to be lining us up for a shot. Perhaps Captain Malabar doesn't want to fight any more than we do. Oh, she's up for a fight. And if not Sylvia, her first officer would love to do us harm. Still, I wish I knew what she was thinking right now. 
I wish I knew what he was playing at. Isn't it obvious, Captain? McCorum has been looking to hurt the Xenocrity cartel since he left. The simple answer, Mr. Borte, may be the correct one, but I still feel something's missing. What do the scans on the Tiger reveal? Not much different from the last time we saw her. Knockoff of the Wessex Interloper class, some shielding of sensitive areas, but no weapons. Do you believe that? Of course not. McCorum must have given her claws. They're just hidden. My thoughts exactly. Filter the scans to see if you can pick up the signature of missile warheads. Missiles? His style, don't you think? Pack a big punch? I'll recheck the visual as well to see if I can spot the missile ports. Good idea. In the meantime, what's the word from our boarding party? Rickon just reported in. They've boarded through the starboard airlock. No sign of the Tiger crew yet. Do we know who's over there? That tree-sized mass of tentacles and at least two others. That's what the life readings indicate, anyway, once we subtract our six crew. You can't tell where they are? There's too much shielding on that wreck. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll radio the Tiger, but even triangulation may be difficult. Those CTs built this ship to hide some secrets. All right. Tell Rickon and her party I want them alive for questioning. I already gave that order, Captain, but some of the old crew might not like it. That, Mr. Borte, is why you're not over there. All right, fearless leader. What's the game plan? I am not without trepidation, Doctor. I am also open to suggestions. Shouldn't we just get to the airlock? But which one, Aiden? We have two airlocks, and unless they're trying to breach the hull, that's where they'll come in. We cannot overlook recklessness on the part of the Silver Star crew. They are Xenocrity. Okay, they're part of the Xenocrity cartel. They're bad guys. I get it. What do we have in our favor? The ship's layout is now known to us. Only thanks to this map from the bridge. Nothing on this boat is intuitive. True. Hopefully they'll stumble around like we did. I also turned on a lot of instrumentation on the bridge. If they're looking for energy signatures, they'll go there. Do we have something to look for energy signatures? You know, figure out which airlock they're coming in on. Unfortunately, no. We were just going to radio back to the Tiger for that sort of thing. Well, they haven't jammed us yet, have they? They await our radio signals to triangulate on our position. Tomar's right. The captain gave us the heads up as a calculated risk. If we had chatted any longer, we'd be staring at a blaster barrel. Great. Okay. Do we know if they're on board already? See anything? No. I get a reading down the other corridor. Bridge might be that way. All right. Mark this door and let's move out. Thank the fates for corners. Thank your diversion. Well, at least we know which airlock they came in on. That means the port airlock is our best option. We just need to go through... this central room on the map here. What's special inventory mean? I don't know. But it doesn't have any nasty symbols on it, like this one here, warning about the reactor core, so I suppose it's safe. We will be vigilant, regardless. All right, then. Aiden, will you do the honors? Okay. Move with caution. Will do. Uh... I can't find a light switch. Huh. Most of the lights in the ship have been on or motion sensitive. Use your suit light, mechanic Vosky. Oh, yeah. Ah! Body. That's a body, right? Hold on. Let me see. Yes. Human, adult male. Can't tell the cause of death offhand, but he's been sprayed with an embalming film to prevent decomposition. That explains the sweet floral scent in here. Doctor. I do not think we can learn anything from these bodies. 
We should move on. Bodies? Ah, I see. Three more. Oh boy. This is officially creepy. Say, this one doesn't look human. Is it wearing some kind of armor? Stay back! I see you have arrived and in the forecast number. That is good. We must now move before the opposing forces discover us. That would be bad. Direct the way to your vessel, please. Direct is certainly one word. What is that? It is a robot, Vosky. I know that. I mean, what is it doing here, lying down like one of the corpses? What is it forecasting? What the hell? You do not understand the purpose of robots across the span, as you appear not to understand a great many things. Your interspecies rivalry may continue at a later time. We must move presently. You may put down the blaster, Doctor. How do you know that I'm a doctor? Your satchel with the red cross on it? So maybe I'm just a medic. But you're still a doctor. And robots in the Imperium are safe by regulation. Regulation is all well and good, but I want to see its warranty. Aiden has a point. You waste time. I am safe. We must go. Yeah, and self-reporting is always accurate. Henling. All right, let's go. Just keep it in front. Hold on. Let me close the door to the corridor we came from. No sense in them seeing where we go to. Uh, where's the other door? Here. Move quickly, Saluvian. How does it know I'm from Hapsalu? Speed is most vital. We're heading to the port airlock, Tin Man. Logical. Please keep up. Not a problem. So is this an average Imperial robot? Doesn't look like anything I've seen. I do not serve the Imperium. The model looks very old. Explanations may be conducted on your vessel. Oh, we'll be conducting something. I have stated before, the blaster is unnecessary, Doctor. The danger lies behind us. We have arrived at the cargo hold. Please go through to the airlock and prepare to exit the ship. Robots first. I have the door. Place your on. Just when this ship was getting interesting. Yeah, but I could really use some Galdiang. The opposing forces have discovered your bridge ruse and will return here first. You're certain of that, huh? Within two sigma. Let us not waste time. Into the airlock. Your vessel is not attached to the docking collar. You didn't know that? This is not advised. Robot. Our ship is close by. Do you have maneuvering jets? If I can hold on to one of you, I will manage. Let's take the plunge before we think about it too much. Come on, Aiden. Admit it. You've been dying to try out the suit jets. Let's not say dying, okay? Make ready and follow my lead. That includes you, robot. I understand. This course of action must be aborted. Oh boy, that was a particle beam, wasn't it? Yes. That was a big particle beam. Yes! The Silver Star must have been watching this airlock. And I was hoping to at least get out of the ship before they shot at us. We must make alternate plans. Like what? Find another exit. The other exit is the other airlock. And between us and that airlock are half a dozen armed thugs happy to make our acquaintance. No, Tomar. You could have warned us the Silver Star had particle beam weapons. They did not have them while I was aboard, Doctor. They have obviously upgraded. That's a pretty effective upgrade. There's no way we can chance escaping out the airlock now. Exactly, Aiden Vosky. 
As I stated, we must make alternate plans. True, uh, robot. But it would help if you stopped doing things like guess people's names. It is not a guess. You are Aiden Vosky, a Saluvian, within Six Sigma. See, that's what I'm talking about. Robots are very observant, Aiden. Probably heard us call you by name. Isn't that right, Tin Man? Tin Man is not my designation. We must get out of here before the boarding party reaches us. We should make our way to the bridge. Won't the goons already be on the bridge? Rickon was right. They are here. Don't anyone move. Tiger crew, please stay where you are. That's what I just said. So, what are you supposed to be? It's a robot. I know that, but it just said it's not from the Tiger. You are aboard the Sahaya illegally and will be dealt with accordingly. Really? My gun! Are you all unharmed? My belief in my wushu prowess has taken a hit. You move with considerable speed, robot. So, uh, I don't think I should be calling you Tin Man. Tin Man is not my correct designation. What is your correct designation? I am Takramarathon 651, royal plenipotentiary and privileged servant of the exalted Khalil al-Zamin. It helps that you don't have to take a breath. So, what do we do with the crew here? They are still alive, but unconscious. Lethal force was not warranted. I don't know if they would return the favor. And are there more of them? Hess, watch your status. Did you find them? Come in, Hess. Over. Is that their ship or someone on board here? I would say here. That was one of the voices we heard in the corridor earlier. We should move presently. The bridge, you said. You broke all their blasters. The objective was to incapacitate the opposing forces. That leaves us with Endling's blaster. Hey, have a little faith. And don't forget the robot's wushu. Yeah, it's not like this will get them angry or anything. So wait, you're telling me no one is injured? A few bruises and bruised egos, but no broken bones. But you said the robot smashed all the blasters, too. Well, yes, but everyone's okay. We'll get them, Joji, I swear. Everyone's not okay until you do. Joji, do we have prisoners? No. No? Not yet. So, we have a problem. We kept them from leaving the airlock, and half of Rickon's party found them trying to double back, but... But the Tiger crew was faster on the draw? How many casualties? None. What? Uh, Apparently some robot overwhelmed them, just knocked them all out. A robot? I should have led the boarding party. I should have been there. Focus, Mr. Borte. Captain? Robots aren't Reg McQuarrum's style. He doesn't care for them. That means it's a CT bot. Exactly. And if it's a CT bot, that means it's probably there guarding our package. If that's so, why can't our skinners pick up the package? If they spent the monnets to shield the robot, they had the monnets to shield the package. Bring us alongside the docking collar. I want anyone aboard who's a bit of an armsman on that boat. I want that package. We still have the tiger to deal with. True. Well, Captain McCorum can either cut his losses on this trip, or just sit tight until we need him. Charge the cannon. Bring us in line for firing. Make him leave or make him lame, Mr. Borte. That's a particle cannon, all right, Captain. Made to look like it's just part of the Silver Star's nose. Bells and whistles, indeed. I guess they couldn't afford a turreted mount. 
Though this way it's well hidden. I'm adjusting our position. Granya, I'm sure that was only a warning shot. Maybe. In any case, the cannon will need to recharge. If they do want to line up a shot, I'll make them work for it. I can't tell if they want to hit us or just scare us. Well, you know Captain Malabar. What is she likely to do? Since she hasn't attacked us yet, she's either under orders not to, or she hasn't gotten the answers she wants from our crew. Hopefully both. It would help if we knew what she was doing here. You think she's after the troublesome Captain Reg McCorum? Flattering, but unlikely. She was looking for this courier as well. I wish I had more answers from our crew. The wireless is going to be too easy to triangulate, even if the message is encrypted. I know. We could take a shot at them, I suppose, but it would need to count. The Silver Star is very close to the wreck. If they dodge... Captain Malabar and I do have different views on acceptable losses. That was a bit too close. Looks like they want to disable our engines. We're running out of maneuvering room. I think Captain Malabar has made her decision. We should make ours. Prepare for a jump. Spinning up the drive? We need to risk a message to the others. If I could ask you to handle that, Captain. Just this once. Understood, Captain. I have all the tools we discussed this morning. We will find a way to signal you. Tormar, out. Wait a minute. What did the captain say? Your captain did not sound positive. We must do our best until they return. I thought that's what we were doing. Was that sound what I think it was? If you are referring to a ship linking to the docking collar, you are correct. And the tiger has just jumped away. But, Tormar, didn't you say the Silver Star had a bigger crew? Considerably larger than the tiger, yes. And they'd be docking with us to send that larger crew here? That's what I'd do. As I stated, we must do our best. But we are now alone. All right. You know the situation. We have four members of the Tiger's crew on board this wreck. At least one is armed. Assume all of them are. Also, one is a robot highly trained in wushu, so no hand-to-hand heroics. We're going to sweep this wreck from stern to bow, starting in the engine room. Walsh and his team have the bridge secured. Chinnery, Engel, your teams are guarding the two airlocks. Do not underestimate them and don't let them close distance. Now Captain Malabar says we need to take them alive. So no kill shots unless I give the order. But frankly, they only need to be alive enough to answer the captain's questions. We clear? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Ricken is about to start the sweep, Captain. Excellent, Mr. Borte. However, this operation has taken far longer than it should have. We'll have things wrapped up within the hour, ma'am. You'd rather be doing the sweep yourself, wouldn't you? Captain? You've changed into a pressure suit. Just a precaution. I was helping Ricken get all the teams set over on the wreck. I'm sure. They're clear that the Tiger crew are to be only captured. I made that abundantly clear. But you don't agree with it. I don't question orders where Mr. Constantinos is concerned. 
I never said that order came from Darius. Uh, Isn't he the one who wanted us to get the package off this wreck in the first place? Take the pilot's chair, Mr. Vorte. There'll be time for questions later. So, Tormar, Endling, what is the plan now? The crew were going aft, most likely toward the engine room. I concur with your assessment, Gutharian. That is the logical place to begin a detailed search of the ship. So in other words, Aiden, we know what their plan is. We just don't know what ours is yet. We must get to the bridge. Getting to the bridge is easy. Getting into it is another matter. We already saw that it's locked up with at least three goons inside. And probably heavily armed goons. Nevertheless, if we are able to reach the bridge, I can activate the contingency plan. Does that involve getting back up? No, but it will destroy this ship. Is there another contingency plan? The robot probably wasn't programmed to consider saving a bunch of scavengers like ourselves. Yeah, but what about itself? Self-sacrifice. Right, 651? On the contrary, you are key to the success of my mission. This ship is not. If your vessel returns, we may yet survive. The captain will return. If we can escape this ship safely, I have an encrypted beacon they can home in on. Then we should get to the bridge. And the circle continues. 651, you aren't blaster-proof, are you? Regrettably, no. Dr. Shen, Mechanic Gwoski, do your suits have sufficient air supply? I think so. Easily six hours. Then we may have a plan. Robot, what if we entered the bridge from outside? As long as the bridge controls were not damaged in the breach, the contingency plan could be executed. You know, Tarmar, they're sure to be guarding both airlocks. We're in the same position as if we tried to storm the bridge. Possibly, Doctor. Robot, do you have any repair fixative? We have some here. Oh, no, you're not going to use your demolition charges. We can blast a hole in the cargo hold with them. Wait, Tormar has explosives? The captain and I discussed the possibility of scuttling this wreck. I came prepared. You have explosives. Enling has a blaster. What do I have? You may assist me in setting the charges. We will need to set four charges to create a large enough hole in the hull. And after creating said hole, we get blown out into the vacuum of space because of the explosive decompression. Precisely. Afterwards, we can climb up the hull to the bridge. This is a crazy plan. This plan has merit. We can pursue it. And what's the chance all of us survive? I do not predict an improvement in your emotional state with knowledge of the odds, Doctor. We're in position, Captain. You have to be sure, Grania. Odds are that it's Jochi Borte at the controls of the Silver Star, and he'd like nothing better than to do in his old Captain. And I'd just be collateral damage? You? You're not human. So he'd consider it a bonus. Ah, one of those. Too many of those in the Xenocrity cartel. So we're safe? The rock we're parked under will shield us, unless your dear Mr. Borte starts scanning in this specific direction. And I floated a sensor buoy out beyond the rock to pick up Tormar's beacon. Jump coordinates are set. Very thorough, as always. Well, there's nothing else to do now but wait, is there? Wait and hope. We are here at the door. This will lead to the cargo hold on the opposite side of the hold from the airlock. Meaning, if the goons are guarding the airlock, we have that much more time. We'll have some containers for cover, right? There is a high probability, yes. Place your helmets on and check the seal. Check. 
Check. Check. When I open the door, the doctor will lay down covering fire. You guys better place the explosives fast. The initial surprise will only keep their heads down for a few seconds. So these things will really work like sticky bombs? Of course. As long as you press the charge onto the bulkhead with appropriate force, it will stab it. Even human arms should have sufficient muscle mass for the task. Just don't hit the detonator until I'm clear, okay? I have to place two charges as well, Mechanic Bosky. It is time. Let's do this thing. Go! 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 Hey, it's Sam! I'm on left. On right. Keep your heads down. No points for pretty boys, just place the charges. Done. Done. Cover us, Doctor. Easy for you to say. Come now. Ah, that's too close. Well done, you two. And you, Doctor. Remember, hold on to these railings until the cargo clears the hole. Then, let go. You there. Get on the other side. Flank them. Mechanic Horsky, stay close to the Doctor. Robot, you may hold on to me. My maneuvering thrusters are more powerful than those on the human suits. Is that true? Oh, who cares? Hit it! Firing! Hold on to something! I can't... What the hell is happening? Explosion in the cargo hold might be a diversion. Rickon, status report. Rickon. Chinnery, somebody talk to me. Maybe a diversion, but maybe not. Scan for life forms. All that cargo is acting as chaff. I can't get a read. Damn him. Damn Macorum and his people. All right. Everyone okay? I'm breathing. At least I think I am. Okay. Everyone check their suits for leaks. Doctor's orders. We are undamaged. Okay. Check your neighbors. 651, do you see anything? If you mean yourselves, your suits are dirty but intact. If you refer to myself, I am operational. Glad to hear it on all counts. Would you lead the way? Of course. Set your boot magnets to one-third power and follow me carefully. I can't tell exactly what happened, Captain, but there was an explosion. Should we jump? Wait on that, Grania. I have a feeling we'll be hearing the beacon in a few minutes. Robot, I am ready to place the explosive. Is here satisfactory? Yes. That will do the least amount of damage to the controls and the crew inside. As long as they won't be firing at us. They will be otherwise occupied. I'll tell you this much. Rickon was right. Don't underestimate these guys. Well, with half the ship depressurized, how are we going to get back up if they rush us up here on the bridge? Rush the bridge? What are you thinking? See that bulkhead? There's no way they can get in here. <laughs> hey, look up. It's the robot. He's got an explosive charge on the glass! Get down! Helmets on! Helmets on! Okay, you were right. They were occupied. Are they going to survive? We must survive, Mechanic Bosky. I just want to be one of the good guys, okay? We are, Aiden. Those crew should be fine. If we really wanted to do them in, Tormar could have shaped the charge differently, and 651 wouldn't have knocked. The doctor is correct. There is a high probability that those crewmen will be rescued, 
even after I have activated the contingency plan. I don't think one of the crew in the cargo hold was wearing a helmet. Robot, what do we need to do to assist? Get ready with your beacon. I will handle the course correction. Course correction? I don't know how they did it, Captain, but they've started the Rex engines. I can't raise Walsh or his team on the bridge. Damn it. Breathe, Mr. Borte. Course? We're headed straight towards an asteroid. Captain, we have to decouple from the wreck. It'll hit the rock in less than ten minutes. Signal Bricken and all the teams to abandon the wreck. I want everyone through the airlock who can make it. Warning. Collision imminent. Change course now. Great. We're going to hit a minefield before we hit the asteroid. I've got the signal from the beacon. Thank the fates. How close can we jump to them? Close enough to knock. And let's do it. You've got to give me more time, Joji. We still have crew over here. We're out of time, Rickon. In two minutes, that wreck and this ship hit a minefield big enough to blow us both into bite-sized pieces. I still have six crew unaccounted for. Rickon, this is the captain. Mr. Borte is right. Anyone who's still alive is in a suit and has left the wreck already. We can pick them up later. Get over to the star and seal the airlock. Now. Yes, Mom. Airlock secure. Rickon out. We can salvage this. Darius is not going to be happy. I'll worry about Darius. You get to the skiff. The skiff? Somewhere out there is the package. And the tiger is going to be jumping back here any minute now to pick up that package. You want me to follow them? You want to track them using the skiff? In full stealth mode, there's a chance. A chance I won't be spotted. But to get close enough to be caught up in their jump field and travel with them... If you're off by so much as a tenth of a spatial, half your atoms go one way, half another. I'm relying on you, Jochi. If I do this, if I succeed, promise me one thing. Yes? We make them pay. I'll leave that to your capable hands. That's all I ask. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Tonight's production, Rogue Tiger, Uninvited Guests. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theater, in association with Arlington Independent Media, WERALP 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Nick DePinto as Aidan Vosky, Aaron Goldstein as Grania Kachoa, Brooks Tegler as Captain Reg McCorum, Yasmin Toison as Rickon and Dr. Shen Enling, Phil Amico as Tormar, Carol McCaffrey as Captain Sylvia Malabar, Bjorn Munson as Jochi Borte, and William R. Coughlin as The Robot, with additional voices by Brooks Tegler, William R. Coughlin, Phil Amico, Nick DePinto, Aaron Goldstein, and Kim Davenport. Recorded at Big Ben Studios by Matt Bostaff. Music composed by John Maestri and arranged by Jason Chimola. Supplemental recording at Tulgiewood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, and Tohu Bohu Productions in Burke, Virginia. Dialogue editing by Maurice Malda. Sound effects editing by William R. Coughlin. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Bjorn Munson. 
This recording is the property of Team Jabberwocky, LLC, and may not be rebroadcast, retransmitted, or redistributed without express permission from Team J. The underlying content, including the script, story, and characters, remain the exclusive property of their owners and are used with permission. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theater, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Rogue Tiger and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theater, be sure to subscribe and share, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is William R. Coughlin saying thanks for listening. And tune in next week for the next exciting production from Jabberwocky Audio Theater. Hast thou slain the Jabberwock? And now, Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC, proudly presents Wrinkley's Believe It? or forget about it, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkley. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkley. Next, do you believe in ghosts? Most people don't, but they change their minds quickly if they spent a night in the Haunted Hotel. That's the famous nickname of the Waldorf Ant Storager Hotel located in the historic city of Sandusky, Ohio. Built in 1890 on the site of a street battle between local candy makers, union rabble rousers, and city police, the hotel has long been touted as haunted by the ghosts of the men killed there that fateful day. Guests who stay in room 305, for example, often complain about being awakened in the wee small hours by the sound of someone noisily chewing taffy. Across the hall in room 302, guests have reported that their sleep was disturbed by the incessant popping of bubblegum. And diners in the hotel restaurant have had entire tables upset by the unseen spirits of union agitators, climbing up to give long-winded speeches. The hotel is still open for business and does a booming trade during the month of October. Believe it or forget about it. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Puri Theater, Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It, brought to you by Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.